welcome to another episode of Ion Horror. I'm one of your three hosts, Miles, and today, as always, I am joined by Josh. What up, Josh? Hey, you're in my house. I'm at your house. And of course, I'm joined by Chris. Hey, yo, M Money, Jay Honcho, how you boys doing? Boyakasha. <laughs> <laughs> Root boy face, pump up the place. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we are all at Josh's house. If you listen to the last couple episodes or watch the live stream, you know that. And if you didn't, now you do. Yeah, Biggie Smalls drop. <laughs> if you don't know, <laughs> now, now you, you know, know friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, for today's episode, we watched a movie by my recommendation called High Tension, uh, the 2002 French film. Overarching thoughts, what did you guys think? I thought this movie was fantastic. I was very, very into it. Um, The gore in this is pretty hardcore, and the bad guy is the protagonist, or antagonist, excuse me, is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, Tensions were high. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it fit the title. We watched this after our live stream last night, and I underestimated exactly how high the tension is in this movie, because this shit is fucking intense. I guess let's just get into it? Yeah, a couple things. First off, this is a French film. However, the director, Alexandre Aja, he has done a couple American movies, all in the horror genre, and I've seen all but two of these he did the 2006 remake of the hills have eyes he did mirrors in 2008 he did piranha 3d which i have a special place in my heart for that dumb movie (laughs) piranha triple d yeah no wait that's the sequel Uh, okay yeah gotcha um horns from 2013 with daniel radcliffe and then crawl which is one of my favorite creature features (laughs) be awesome if it was like and marley and me <laughs> <laughs> i like all of those movies i've seen all of them so that's pretty cool and those are all he did yeah awesome so i'm a big fan of this guy it turns out um josh can you enlighten us a little bit about the marketing of this because you seem to remember it best of us yeah it's crazy this is like the only french film i remember ever being advertised on american tv but yeah i used to i i didn't know this movie was foreign for a long time because all you would see is this girl, the main character, screaming, and it'd be like, high tension, and then she's got this giant saw in her hand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember wanting to see it and being like, this looks intense and creepy <laughs> as fuck. But then I just never, I never heard of it, uh, anything about it for a long time. And then I just heard people going, oh, this movie's fucked up. This movie's fucked up. You gotta watch this movie. <laughs> fucked up it is. Fucked up it is. So yeah, like... I remember seeing these commercials and being like, that looks scary. And then turned out to be a French film. I described this movie as like the collector meets the strangers with less emphasis on traps and more just like brutality. That is extremely fair way to classify this. Which it- I love both those movies. So like I, this was right up my alley, like home invasion, scary as hell, serial killer guy. He wasn't like immortal or invincible, but he was was just very lucky. (laughs) Yeah, very lucky and very mean. So the movie opens up with road trip. Um, I don't remember the characters names. 
Uh, we got dark-haired straight woman, and we have a uh, short blonde-haired lesbian woman. Is the basics of like <laughs> their that. dynamic uh, names yeah, we're not are being better. Judgmental. It is very important character traits. Yes, yeah, for, for the story of the movie. <laughs> so, um, the dark-haired straight girl, whose name we will learn shortly, um, she is on her way back to her family home in the middle of nowhere so that she can study for the French equivalent of the bar exam, I believe. It's Marie and Alex. And Alex is the straight girl, and Marie is... Yes. yes. Alex is the friend whose house they visit, and then Marie is the blonde, short-haired chick. Yes, okay. So, um, Marie is our main character? Okay, so Marie is the main character. She's the lesbian. And she's in love with Alex. And she's in love with Alex. Yeah. Cat fight. Uh, anyway, so she's in love with Alex. And uh, it's pretty clear, but Alex does not feel the same way about her. But they're still best friends. So they go together because she's going to be studying hardcore and she wants to have some company when she's not studying, but she needs to be away from everything. So that's the premise of this movie. That's where they're headed. And uh, on their way there, the Alex plays a very funny joke. That seemed to really bother Chris. Do you remember the cornfield? Oh, my God, yeah. They're driving, and Marie's like... Or, excuse me, Alex is driving, and she's like... I think I... They're driving through a cornfield on a dirt road. And she's like, I think I saw someone out there. And she stops the car and gets out and goes into the cornfield. And I was like, what the hell is happening right Mm -hmm. now? Like, I know people in horror movies normally make dumb decisions, but Jesus, this is like (laughs) an all-time worst decision. And I thought... I didn't know what the movie was about at that point, so I thought that was going to be like where everything hit the fan. But... She pranks her friend Marie and doubles back while Marie is walking through the cornfield looking for her, yelling her name, and then gets in the car and starts it and starts like driving away. So you just hear the car crank in the middle of the dark. And she, uh, as I would have, sprints back hysterically. <laughs> Me too. And gets to the car and, and uh, Alex is laughing at her. I was like, dude, you're like, what a bad friend. Like, that's not even a good prank. That's just being a dick. While this is happening, Chris is going, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. So, uh, meanwhile, we were introduced like a second before that to our antagonist. He's sitting in an old rust bucket truck that uh, he is getting what appears to be fellatioed, but it is, in fact, a severed head he's having sex with. And once he's done, he just pitches it out the window. window. (laughs) And uh, so the introduction of our antagonist is he's into some fucked up shit. Yeah. They start off strong with the disturbing (laughs) vibes from that guy. Yeah, there's no point in this movie where you're like, he seems so nice. He's so kind. He's a normal dude. (laughs) He's a normal dude. He does bear some resemblance to Donald Trump. No one else, I don't know if anyone agrees with me. I just feel that way. Um, He also kind of reminds me of Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe more Mad-Eye than Trump. But... um, Man, High Moody was a garbage collector. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, he apparently follows them back, but we don't know this yet. And they get to the family home where it's mom and dad and little brother who's like, I don't know, Josh, you have kids. How old do you think that kid was? He was like seven. Seven. So we got like a seven-year-old in the mix. Perfect place to uh, study for the bar exam is have a seven-year-old running around. 
And um, so they uh, established that the family's cool. The, uh, the family's chilling at their house. And the night comes, and it's already nighttime when they get there. Sorry. It's already nighttime when they get to the house. And Marie's like, before I go to bed, I would like to have a cigarette. So she goes outside, and Marie's like, I need a shower and a nap. I'm going to bed. So everybody kind of goes to bed while Marie's outside smoking a cigarette. She sits on this creepy-ass swing set and looks up and sees Marie uh, Alex's uh, nude body in the shower. Uh. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, we uh, did it, boys. <laughs> we got some boobs from this French horror film. Yes. It honestly wouldn't have been a French film if there hadn't been boobs in it, though. Exactly. <laughs> Body had- positivity. Boobs and cigarettes are the most important things to put in French film. And uh, so they, uh, she sees her friend naked, and that gets her going. So when she comes in, she lays in the bed, and she starts taking care of business while listening to reggae, reggae music. Reggae, puts on some reggae headphones and starts DJing her downstairs area. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. And <laughs> um, so she does that, and while that's going on, our antagonist, who remains nameless the whole movie, he knocks on, or he rings the doorbell obnoxiously. Mad eye. Mad eye. <laughs> and uh, dad comes down in the middle of the night, like, what the fuck? And the bad guy slashes him in the face with a straight razor. Yeah. yeah. And it was cool. <laughs> and yeah. the they have a St. Bernard, and that St. Bernard's like, fuck mm. you. Yeah. And the guy manages to kill the St. Bernard with the straight razor as well. Yeah, poor Pablo. Yeah. It is a very upsetting part of this movie. And this movie just remains tense from this point forward. I don't have a lot of jokes. Like, this is an intense movie, y'all. Um, so The next scene was probably the most brutal in the film, in my opinion. Take it away. <laughs> so, Mad-Eye Moody whoops up on the father of the family. And he is kind of beating the shit out of him. He's bleeding profusely. Homie starts to try to crawl away, and he kind of, Mad Eye kind of chases him up to the stairs, and shoves his head between the banisters with yeah, his foot. Makes it like stuck. Yeah, and like he sticks him in. Can't get it out. <laughs> yeah, so his neck is through like the wood wood uh, bars or slats or whatever. But he's also parallel to this like long hallway that's straight out from the front door. And Mad-Eye literally grabs a piano and fucking collapses this man's head. He, like, runs at full speed, and it just decapitates him. It's gnarly. Blood on yeah. pumps. And, and then there's blood on everything. Yes. <laughs> the, the whole first floor is basically, like, covered in blood at this point. And uh, the kid comes out, and Mom's like, go to bed and go to sleep. Something's going on. And mom comes down, and Mad-Eye approaches with a straight razor. And Marie becomes hip to this pretty quick. And self-preservation is the name of the game for this gal. Yeah, she goes full Liam Neeson. She's <laughs> fucking hiding. Yeah, she, uh, she's trying to find a phone jack, and it's behind this big, heavy piece of furniture. But she also doesn't want the guy to know that she's in there. So she finds a phone, but she has to plug it in. She tries to move that thing, and it's making too much noise. So instead, her survival tactic, which is very smart, is she makes the room look like nobody's been in it. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought that was such a strong play from a final girl. Like, 
she she like makes the bed she cleans up the bathroom she puts all of her stuff in the closet she like straightens everything up it looks like it's just an empty guest bedroom and the killer was pretty thorough too yeah he was looking for all the signs of what she had just cleaned up like he's a smart dude yeah he and he even checked in the shower which I totally thought she was done for. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, like all that, all that, you know, fancy footwork and you're still getting roasted. Yeah. We're only 25 minutes in. How are we going <laughs> to, yeah. how is she going to survive? So she actually is hiding under the bed, even though the camera work led us to believe she was in the shower. And uh, he still is aware someone was there because he touches the bottom of the faucet and it's wet. So he's like, hmm, something is awry here, but he, nothing really comes of that. And, um, so then he goes out and, uh, he goes to finish the mom off or is he chase the kid at this point? No, that's when he encounters the mom for the first time. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. He wrecks the mom. She like goes down and she's like, whatever the dad's name is, we'll call him Rob. She's like, Rob, Rob, what's going on? And then you just hear her screaming. Yeah. That that whole scene where she's trying to move that piece of furniture was really not to keep using tense, but that that part was really tense. I thought that was really good. Like some mm-hmm. would say, it was highly tense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it turns out that that's not even a phone jack. She moved this piece of furniture for nothing. For she nothing. was like, "Fuck!" Twice. Yeah. Um, and uh, the bad guy goes into Alex's room and chains her up. She's gonna get the special treatment. Oh, dude. And uh, it becomes pretty clear that his motivation for coming into the house was, like, the girls drove past his murder van, and he saw her, and she's exactly his type. Yeah. So he was like, ooh, French girl. (laughs) And uh, French girl, I guess, isn't really an archetype in France, is it? Uh, (laughs) Maybe he's not from France. (laughs) He chains her up and then puts, what was that rubber tubing? Yeah, it was, like, medical tubing around the chain so she uh, could, like, bite on it so he could chain around her mouth yeah the, it's like you use the, they use it for like handles when you have like rusty chains you grab that to like roll up the chain so that you don't get your hands all rusty and fucked up Ugh. but that was in the girl's mouth Ugh. and uh like he used locks and stuff there was no getting her out of that even if you came to save her which uh which marie does and uh while marie goes to save her the kid runs out of the house and the bad guy hunts him down with a shotgun And uh, uh, Marie can't save Alex, but uh, she's trying to come up with a plan. She goes and hides. She grabs a knife from the kitchen, and the bad guy comes and carries Alex into the back of the van. And we're skipping over the part where the mom dies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the mom dies. So she hides in that other bedroom. Looking for a phone. Yeah. The mom comes in the room and finds the phone. Yes. And she's like looking through the, the slots in the closet the whole time. And then the guy just comes in and starts sawing her fucking head off with a straight razor. Oh, yeah. He lets her throat open, which you hear, you see, like, gasp open as she breathes. Yeah. Looking gnarly. That was gnarly. And then he, like, pins her down and tries to, like, completely remove her head, basically. Yeah, all you hear is, like, the sawing. Oh, Oh, he cuts her hand off is what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, For whatever reason. He cuts her hand off, and she's, like, laying there dying. And, uh... When he goes to chase the um, little boy, the little boy. So then the kid runs out the door 
and the bad guy goes to chase him and uh, Marie comes out and the woman on the floor is still alive for a minute and she's just like why me why me and she dies and so Marie is trying to figure out her situation that's a clue it's a clue um, called a raging clue right now <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, she basically Alex gets thrown in the back of this van um, and she basically is just, that's it for her. So Marie grabs a knife and gets in the van and is getting ready to stab him. But instead he just closes the door. He doesn't even look in. <laughs> so she doesn't get a chance to stab him. And in fact, now she's locked in with Alex and, uh, the bad guy gets in the truck and starts to drive away. What were your thoughts at this point of the movie? Like, where did you think this was going to go? <sighs> I mean, in my mind, it was like the only thing, the only real option that they had there was to wait until he tried to come into the back and then stab him and get the keys Mm -hmm. because like the phone situation was fucked from the get go. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wasn't really sure. I thought that they were going to have to try to like escape once they had gotten back to his lair or whatever. Yes, so you were expecting a lair. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I don't I don't think I knew I didn't really think about where it was going. <laughs> I was just captivated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh where it ends up is where all long car trips end up. The gas station. Yeah, good thing he didn't fill up beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's pumping gas, which is so goddamn cheap. Holy shit. <laughs> he had like twenty gallons for twenty bucks. It was wild. And uh, so he's filling up his truck, and somehow Marie gets out using the knife and undoes the lock. Yeah, she, like, takes the window off of the back seat or something. Oh, that's right. Okay. Either way, she has a remarkably easy time getting out of there, but she can't get those chains off. So she runs into the gas station, and as she wants to get help from the gas station guy, of course, the bad guy walks in. Yeah. So Marie is like hiding in the aisles while the bad guy is talking to this now clearly spooked like gas station attendant. This scene was pretty sweet too. I was like, damn, she really like can't catch a break here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also, I like the fact that they never show the bad guy's eyes. Yeah. His eyes are always obscured by his hat. And in the gas station, he puts on sunglasses, and that's the only time he like looks up, and you can see under his hat, but you can't see his eyes still because he's got sunglasses on. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. You're right; they never show his eyes the whole movie Not until like the end. Yeah. So uh, he's like fucking with the gas station attendant, basically, and the gas station attendant sees that his hands are covered in blood. So. Yeah. Then the bad guy, of course, kills the gas station attendant with an axe to the chest. Oh. Dude, that poor guy. And then he throws him to the ground, and he steps on his back to push the the axe even further into him. Oh, that crunch in his chest cavity was gnarly. The gas station attendant is dead, and Marie is still in that gas station. So he goes and closes down the gas station, and she runs into the bathroom. And she runs into the men's room. So the bad guy goes into the women's room first. Looks through all the stalls, nothing. He goes into the men's room, takes a piss, and just leaves. While Marie is like, oh, shit. But she doesn't 100% know he left, so she goes through, like, looking very carefully through each stall to make sure he's not standing there stalking her. And uh, 
that might be the scene in this movie where I was like the most convinced she was going to get grabbed. It was very tense. Well, yeah, yeah, because they kept every time she looked in a new stall and it was empty, she was getting like happier and happier. Mm -hmm. So I thought she was going to get to the last one and get fucking nabbed. They also pulled a little switcheroo. You think she went to the women's bathroom when he goes in there to check all the stalls. And he was like determined on opening everyone. It's like, damn, he's definitely about to catch her here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then Sneakaboo, she's in, she's over in the men's room. So tense. Attention. The way that she knows that she's in the clear in the gas station is she hears him get in the truck van and roll off. But how scary is that scene right when that happens? She's like, the camera follows her. She bends down to drink water out of the sink. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And there's God. a mirror in front of her, and they totally like fake you out because you're totally expecting when she pops up, the bad guy's gonna be behind her in the mirror, yeah. but she's not there. <laughs> I appreciated that. I like those fake outs on mirror scenes because it's yeah. so like overplayed. It's nice when they just like bait it there and don't actually scare you. The mm-hmm. music would have had us believe. <laughs> oh my god. There was a serial killer behind. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the score while you bring it I up. I like it. You hated it. I thought it was effective. It was effective, but it wasn't pleasant to the ears by any stretch of the imagination. What do yeah. you think? It needed to be the particular like song that they played every time the serial killer was on screen. That needed to be played like like half of the time that it was played most of the time. Like it was it they would just play that same like two note soundscape or ambient noise or whatever for like the entirety of a three and a half minute scene. Yeah, and, it was like uh, it I don't want to say it hurt to listen to, but it's the kind of sound that would hurt if you listen to it. It makes you uncomfortable for sure, but I just felt like they probably could have, you know, shortened some of the parts because it it did it like took you out of it at times because you noticed that it was still going on after like a long period of time. At least for me, yeah. Not to not to like knock on it because honestly, it was it did its job. I was unsettled the whole time. It added to the tension, but. It was just kind of annoying at points. At the beginning, it was a lot more effective than it was after the gas station scene when he, like, takes off and she's like, oh, fuck. And uh, so she calls the cops. And that doesn't go great. Yeah. She gets into an argument with the 911 operator. argumentative immediately. <laughs> yeah. She was 100% at fault for the reason that conversation went south. Um, so they're like, where are you? She's like, I don't fucking know. And they're like, well, can you figure it out? And then she was just like, no, come help me. And they're like, how? Where are you? And uh, she's like, fuck you, motherfucker! And hangs up the phone. <laughs> and this is a pretty enormous gas station. Yeah, it's like, like literally yeah. go outside and look at the sign. I feel like it must be a popular chain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like Sunoco or some shit. It wasn't the nicest, but it wasn't the worst. The bathroom was like you'd get it like a, a, a subway. subway. Yeah, it was a huge bathroom. An actual subway. Like yeah. A, <laughs> a metro station. <laughs> yeah, it was like... One of those legit subway gas or subway bathrooms. So she's like taking control into her own hands. She takes the clerk's gun and she takes his keys and he happens to drive a sweet fucking muscle car. Yeah. Josh, you like cars? What kind of car was that? I believe it was. A, it was a Ford. I believe it was a Mustang, like an early 90s hatchback. But it was it was pretty dope. It was pretty growly. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> which kind of throws me off because she shuts the lights off. So that he won't see her, but every time she's driving slow, the car's still like. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it's like you could still hear, especially if you're driving in the middle of nowhere, you'd hear a car gurgling behind you. <laughs> we also get Muse at this point. Yes, yeah. 
They're like, we know the the score is annoying, so we bought the rights to one of the most popular Muse songs. Do you know which one it was? Wasn't it like Born to Die or something like that? I don't remember what it was called. You've definitely heard it before if you've heard the Muse. Yeah. So uh, we got to hear Muse then, and then we hear it again later. I wish it was Knights of Sidonia. (laughs) they're about to car battle <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's a car battle um so she follows him into the darkness he's called newborn newborn yeah i like that song a lot yeah that song was sick i had never heard it before um i guess maybe because i saw this movie in 2005 or whatever that's why it's one of the more popular ones to me because i had heard it a long time ago um but they uh so they the bad guy drives into the woods and she turns off her lights and follows, sitting on the brakes. Her brake lights are on, and her car is going. <laughs> like her you brake said. lights aren't on. Which no, you can't turn brake lights off. Right. You don't have to turn your car headlights on for your brake lights to come. That on. gas station attendant was on some different shit. He had a kill switch, <laughs> yeah. like Batman. He was. He was trained to be James Bond. <laughs> there were already bodies in the trunk. He's like going dark. <laughs> So uh, he becomes wise to her shit pretty quick, and he doubles back and gets behind her and runs her somehow. Somehow in a giant ugly van that he doesn't seem to ever shift. So that is also loud as hell. And he sneakily just pops up right behind her. and like runs her off the road. Oh, and there's a scene where he dumps whiskey all over the girl in the back and oh. like pretends like he's gonna light her on fire. That was hardcore. That, that was, was hardcore. hardcore. I was actually legitimately worried that he was about to just burn her. I was like, Marie, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so they uh, he, somehow his big evil truck van runs this Mustang off the road. Yeah. And they're like just driving in the woods. <laughs> like they're not even on roads anymore. They're driving around the woods. And uh, Mustang ends up flipping into a ravine that is housing an abandoned greenhouse. Yeah, the car sets on fire, and she gets out all fucked up. She got real fucked up in the car accident. And uh, she's, like, limping. Half her head's bleeding. She, like... Arm is sliced open. Arm is sliced open. She got real fucked up. But now she has the upper hand. She's like, oh, shit, I have the element of surprise. So she gets a board, and she rolls up barbed wire on it, like, getting ready to womp someone in the fucking head. And he comes down with a flashlight and is looking for her. And again, this guy is like one step ahead the whole movie. Yeah, let's throw out a super warning here, even though we've been spoiling this. If you don't, if you have never seen this, stop yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and this sounds interesting to you, because I mean, all this type of shit happens in horror movies. Don't don't listen anymore. Go watch the movie and then come back and listen to the rest of this. Yes, definitely watch this one. It was well worth the watch. Yes. So here comes, we're uh, we're approaching some pretty significant territory of this Spoily movie. McSpoilers. Yeah, like ultimate, the most spoily spoilers any spoiler has ever spoiled. <laughs> so there's, uh, she's like hunting him down with her crazy board with pokey stuff on it. He's got a flashlight. And he has a flashlight, but he's a step ahead. The whole fucking movie, he ties the flashlight to his belt and hangs it from the ceiling to make it look like he's in there. And he pops up behind her and starts strangling her with thick plastic. Yeah, like gardening plastic. And uh, I like it really looked like that was it for her for a minute. Like he's cho- he's choking her out for a while. She didn't even like claw at the plastic. No, like you she just poke your fingers through your mouth hole. <laughs> yeah, she might have survived if she did that. She she does survive. How does she survive? He lets her go because she like goes limp, so he thinks she's dead, 
And then she's still kind of like jostling around on the ground a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then what? Uh, she cracks him in, like, she grabs the board thing and cracks him in the head. Or no, she hits him with a rock because he's tr- strangling her. Oh, yeah, 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 he's, yeah, he gets on top of her and she cra- domes him with a rock. And the blood effects in this movie is all, anything, anybody gets hit by anything, they're like, it's like a geyser of blood. <laughs> no, they get, like, and he got fucked up. Like, she hit him in the temple yeah, and his temple just his shit. split open. <laughs> and he, like, literally lets go and he touches his face. This is, like, the first real damage we see this dude take in the whole movie. And uh, it and she puts plastic wrap over his face mm-hmm. and starts suffocating him while he starts choking her to death. And it's just like, which one's going to die first? Yeah, it was so crazy. It was like the real struggle of like just whoever can thrive with the air in their lungs at this point. <laughs> and she wins. And uh, so the, the guy goes limp on the ground and she grabs her board and just smashes his face. Starts ca- yeah, caving. She hits him once. She does hit him once with the board. Because we see, she pulls it out, we see all the like, looks like he got shot in the face with buckshot. Yeah, he's yeah. a bunch of holes in his face. She landed it on his face like five times. Yeah, she was like, she wham! Just, just gave him a skull. Oh <laughs> man! And then she goes to check. She puts her ear next to his face instead of touching where his heart is. She just is listening for breath, and he gets one more chance to try and strangle her, but she makes it out. Yeah. And then she's like ecstatic and starts to run to the van. But ultimate twist time, the cops get to the gas station and look at the footage on the gas station, and it turns out it was Marie the whole time killing people. It shows her kill the clerk with an axe. Yeah, she's got split personality. Yeah, serial killer guy doesn't exist. Serial killer guy does not exist anymore. It's very identity of them. So she goes and lets... Uh, Alex out of the, the, her chains. Who she has given a knife to. She and she gave, gave her Alex a knife, a knife earlier. I'm like, if the guy comes at you, here, stab him. And she, so uh, Alex is like, what the fuck? Because Alex has known the whole time that Marie's Looney Tunes. She she literally knows Marie shot her little brother in the cornfield. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and cut her dad's head off. Killed her entire family. <laughs> And uh, even her best friend who worked at the gas station, yeah. Eddie, <laughs> Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> so, uh, so Alex is like, "What the fuck?" And she stabs her. She's like, "Get the fuck away from me!" And she fucking stabs her and starts running through the woods. And um, at that moment, there is no more Marie. It is only bad guy. Yeah, I didn't like that. After the reveal that. Marie is the bad guy. They still go back to showing her being portrayed by the serial killer man, mm-hmm. which is like once you know, like there's no real point of that. It'd be scarier to have it just be her because we know she's insane. Right. I it didn't really bother me too much. It was an interesting choice, but I feel like they were just like wanting to reinforce that like that was no longer Marie and it was homeboy i wish mm-hmm. it was if it was like flicking back and forth i would have liked that i would have liked like that quick too. cuts like anytime it went to Mar- to alex and then cut back it should have been her and then cut back to alex and then cut back to the dude the yeah that would have been better because yeah. she because alex now has this huge industrials like concrete saw that's on the cover of the movie 
Yeah. That's Are, that's what that's for. That's it's for like cutting, cutting concrete. Cu- it's cutting slices in concrete. Which she got out of the van, which is where she produced it. But like at the point of the movie where she killed the guy, everyone was like, Ultimate badass. Josh was like like there no one should ever question this woman again. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, But she never used the saw in the movie and I was like, It ain't over yet. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Our heroes made it. Her nightmare is over. Yeah, she was a badass <laughs> protagonist, like for a horror movie, like she was doing damn good, and it made sense at the end why she was doing so good. Right. So she's chasing the, uh, Alex through the woods, and Alex comes across a car and stops them. He's like, help me! And uh, because she like stopped the car, the car had to swerve off and wrecked into a tree or some shit. So the guy can't get the car to turn over. She gets in the car with him, and fucking Marie shows up with that crazy cement saw. I'm going to call it right now. This is the best kill of the movie. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy. She, like, cuts through the windshield and slowly, like, cuts through him and is just, like, raking it up and down on him. And shooting everywhere. And Alex is in the backseat just being showered in blood for about three minutes (laughs) it's so long and like she definitely doesn't kill him he's like trying to lean back as far as he can in the chair and it's just not quite far enough not to take damage but it's far enough he's not dying it's (sighs) just like tearing his chest apart (laughs) so awful and then uh marie fucking kicks it breaks in the window where alex is and the blade is like inches from her fucking face how did they film that shit yeah i don't know that's crazy must have been like styrofoam. Something. Like, it was scary as shit. And um, how does the movie resolve from there? Uh, she gets out of the car, and she's got that huge chunk of glass in her Achilles tendon. Oh, yeah. Oh, so gross. Oh, God. And she has to God. pull it out. I tried to it, black like, that part out. Her Achilles tendon's, like, severed. Yeah, she's and, uh, crawling. It's like a seven-inch piece of glass was like just up in her fucking shit. Oh, so gross. And that is when uh, Alex kind of, or uh, Marie kind of like snaps out of it mm-hmm. and starts like kissing her. She's like, "Yeah, do you mm-hmm. love me? Do you love me?" And when she finally just goes, "Yeah, I love you," and then they start Ma- making out. Marie takes it totally seriously and starts kissing her. And Alex, this is, I imagine, the worst nightmare of any human. Yeah. Like, and then she like stabs her. Making she, out with the woman who shot your little brother yeah, and, and blew your dad's head up and cut your mom's hand off and also almost mm-hmm. cut your he- mom's head off. Yeah, she And I think she stabs her with the p- piece of glass that she pulled out of her foot. Yeah. And oh, Ugh. God, it was awful. But Marie survives. They both survive. The cops get Marie and the movie actually opened. I forgot to mention this with Marie sitting in a uh, insane asylum going, I will never let anybody come between us again over and over and over. And then that's kind of how the movie ends. And Alex is talking to the cops like, can she see me? And Marie looks over and it's just like, hi. And that's how the movie ends. Yeah. It was super creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a great movie. I don't, I think that twist I'm not. I don't think it 100% works. It does not. No. Because then the, you just go back and go. Well, why did we see him getting blown by a, a decapitated head? That right. clearly never happened. Where'd the van come from? The van is a question that has no answer. Like that does not hold up at all. How like, does she that have means the van? The van and the Mustang chase never actually happened. Like right. The majority of this movie is just a figment of her imagination. Yeah. But that is like him appearing. 
is definitely like, oh, this is the moment that thing in her brain just like triggered again. Because she clearly had been there before. The van had pictures of all kinds of girls attached to it. So this is not the first time that she did this to somebody. But at the same time, like... Did she actually know Jimmy at the gas station? Did she actually know Jimmy at the gas station? That's the real question of this movie. But do you guys think this movie would have been better without the twist? Like, if they had just left it, like, crazy home invasion movie, would it be better or worse without the twist? Um, I think the twist kind of gave it some flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, gave it, you know, it's it was just different. I liked it. Um, yeah, I mean, if she just beats the dude to death and then is like, Alex, you're free. It's just kind of like a nothingness thing. Kind of like it when Halloween's by itself. It's like, oh, he just killed these people randomly. Right. I guess that's fine. But, I mean, I feel like if it had just ended there, that would have been a little bit of a anticlimax. Like, oh, I beat him to death with a piece of wood. And I don't know. The vibe in the room changed an awful lot. We were all real excited that she killed the dude. But uh, Yeah, no, it was, that was cool. But, I mean, usually it ends, like, horror movies end on, like, a like a little shock twist. If she had just wandered off to the car and unchained Alex and been like, we're safe now. We're safe. Yeah. <laughs> just a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, this movie does not have a happy ending. I guess it does. Alex survives. Yeah. But what she, type of life is she going to live now? Yeah, not a good one. She watched her entire family be killed because she brought this person to her parents' house. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Worst decision ever. <laughs> what else, guys? Anything else you got to say? Like, I feel like the movie would not be improved without it, but the rewatchability of it is pretty low. Like, they make it seem like it would be a good idea to rewatch it, but there's just so many plot holes when you rewatch it knowing the twist. Yeah, I feel like they'd be even more glaringly obvious knowing the twist, which I already kind of knew the twist because I feel like when I watched the trailer, I saw something that I was like, she, oh, she turns out to be the bad guy. And then I feel like someone told me that that was right. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I didn't, I'd never seen clips or anything to know how right I was. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anything about the, uh, like about the film, so going in, I was just kind of just flying blind. Like I'm liking this. I'm liking watching movies I've never seen before. Yeah, no, yeah. it was good. I I really I liked the twist. I thought overall the movie was sick. We got to give it a rating though. Yes, we do. Um, so was the what are we rating it by? Are we rating it by <laughs> cement blades or heel glass head, head crushes yeah. head crushes that was seriously so like what a way to kick off like the serial killer killing people that was brutal as hell severed mom hands <laughs> severed mom hands stepbrothers in a cornfield <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to like there was really no object in the movie that we were particularly fixated on keely tendons yeah. Ugh. Um, not Achilles tendons, <laughs> not that. Like every moment of this movie is just like, oh, you know, like that's the payoff is like that was horrible. So, um, severed, severed fellatio heads. <laughs> yeah, oh how many? Uh, just severed heads in general. <laughs> yeah. There Maybe, are a lot of severed. There heads are a lot of severed movie. heads in this movie. Severed heads. How many severed heads do you guys give high tension the two thousand and two horror French movie? I give it four point five. I really liked it. I would honestly, yeah, I'd give it a four point five. I really, yeah. I also really enjoyed it. It's like right up my alley. I love like home invasion slashers. 
Same here. So, like, I really enjoyed that. I feel like with a couple tweaks, they could have made that twist work better. Right. Which is why it loses 0.5. I'm on the same boat. We all agree. 4.5 twist could have been slightly better. Yeah, Kakoa yeah. Shaw thinks it's it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it get the Kakoa Shaw approved, stamp of but... approval? Not quite. Like, this is, this is your rough draft. You got an A minus. Come back on the final draft day and turn it in, <laughs> and you've got yourself an A plus yeah. paper. We got to throw some respect on the director's name, though. Like, for this being his, like, debut film, and then. Going on to make The Hills Have Eyes in 2006, which I think is a incredibly brutal yeah. horror film. Like, I wonder that's... if this girl's like a Angelina Jolie of France. Like She was really captivating. I liked her. Yeah, she did a good job. Plus, he went on to make Crawl. Like, I freaking love Crawl. I can't wait to see it. I still haven't seen it. That's we his highest it. rated movie and his highest grossing. Really? It's in 2019. So. Such a silly movie, though. <laughs> I freaking love it, dude. It's a What's fun not movie. To love? <laughs> it's, if you like gators and you don't know anything about science or biology, it's an amazing movie. We like, we like animal attack movies. Yeah. We do. We do. Have you ever seen... What was that movie? Oh, it's about... Uh, um, alligator in africa primeval primeval oh the God. most misadvertised movie ever. yes i was so fucking pissed they advertised this like it was gonna be like oh this is the new face of slashers mm-hmm. they're like this serial killer in africa has never been caught he's killed over 300 people blah 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 and the serial killer they're talking about it's a fucking alligator <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 30 foot alligator but still like it was very poor like i was all excited about it because it came out right after texas chainsaw massacre and like it was in that neighborhood of my life at least and i really wanted to see the collector and my dad was like i like looked at a clip of that you were not watching that <laughs> like that's too much so yep that Prime movie was evil. I haven't upsetting. thought about that film in forever. Isn't Orlando Jones in that one? Yeah. <laughs> He's the guy of the day. We keep bringing him up. <laughs> Orlando. Um, okay, so we have merch now. Hell yeah. Get some threads. Get you a bath mat. If you want to buy any of my 3D prints of serial killers or anything horror related, you can find me Toast of the Realms on Etsy, and I can make you little statues or whatever. Hit me up. I can print stuff for you, and uh, I specialize in horror stuff. We got five different logos. We have our main High on Horror logo, and then we have High on Horror established in 2021 that are like, they kind of look like almost summer camp type of shirts like it's like a circular high on horror established 2021 is like circular around either a ghost or a werewolf's head or uh animated version of jason's mask so they're really cool they come in a bunch of different colors and then we have another high on horror logo which is just the words um that looks super creepy almost like tales from the crypty um, goosebumps yeah goosebumpsy so go check out those h on h com. You can follow us on social media at H on H pod pretty much everywhere, right? Like yeah, all Twitter, of it. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, Twitch, <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, we uh, we we are definitely uh, getting a little heavier into it. We are doing live streams now every once in a while. And the boys are in my house. And we're in the house. We in the house. It might sound like we always record this together. We don't because we live about, Miles lives about 500 miles away from me and Chris lives about 1,500 miles away from me. So. Yeah, it was a journey to get up here for all of us. And uh, 
it's been super 10,000% worth it. It was, this is so much fun. I'm glad to have met my internet friends in real life. Real life friends. One real of life us. friends. <laughs> real life friends. One of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this has been fun. I, and part of the reason why it's been cool to start this show is to watch stuff that we haven't seen. So this was, this was a nice, nice, like film that's right up my alley in terms of slashers and home invasion movies. Like, I can't believe I've never caught this. And I had seen it on lists like online of like underrated horror movies that I had looked into and just was like, oh, it's French, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to. I have like a threshold for how many foreign horror movies I can do within like a two week period. Mm. But this was definitely a if you like horror movies, this is a must watch. Hell yeah. Agree completely. It's funny you say that you can only watch so many horror films. Did you watch The Ring again? You talking about Ringu? Uh, no. <laughs> Ringu. Any of those foreign ghost movies? Grab Ringu. I just really want to bust it on you for watching ghost movies as much as possible because everyone <laughs> busts it on me and I like ghost movies too. <laughs> okay, listeners, do you think that The Ring and The Grudge are ghost movies or are they cursed object movies? That's a good question. Let us let us know what you think, because I don't think that they're ghost movies. And I think ghost movies, I think of The Conjuring or Insidious or Paranormal Activity. Bad movies. Or even Blair Witch. But I... Cursed object movies from the early 2000s, I feel like, are their like, own genre. You had like Stay Alive and Fear.com. And Fear.com. <laughs> you had uh, Pulse. And, you know, there's just like so many. White Noise. Yeah, White Noise is one, too. Um, so let us know what you think, because that's, uh, that's a question we've been tossing around here on High on Horror. Fuck ghost movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vote all right. Vote for Josh. Vote for Josh. No are we giving up on the voting format, by the way? I feel like we are, just because it's just more... Just for now, yeah. Yeah. It, we always kind of botch our endings, and I'd rather have a good ending with good plugs, and then we just show up with a new episode next week. Then. Right, yeah. Once in a while, we'll throw a vote out there, but usually we're so backlogged, it just winds up getting edited out anyways. Yeah, we'll we'll throw a vote up if you respond to our little call to action yeah. that we'll we probably do a mass you. vote of movies that are kind of similar and then we'll just start checking those off yeah and the first one that we did the thing one yeah the thing will be uh yeah is that next week i don't know when this is this is this is, <laughs> this a is while. why we don't announce what episode all right next anyway week. i don't so, know what order it's going all righty audience life is tough so why, why not, not get, get high on horror high on horror Horror. Gizmo. Gizmo? Let's get higher on horror. <laughs> <laughs>